Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A challenging weekend awaits starting tomorrow in Pittsburgh. Boston coming to D.C. on Sunday afternoon. And Penguins radio voice Josh Getzoff will join us. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, April 8th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. The Caps are going to be busy this weekend, departing this afternoon for Steel City for a date with the Penguins tomorrow. Then zipping right back home to face the Boston Bruins Sunday afternoon at 7th and F. It's the second-to-last 2-2 two and two of the season for Washington. The Bruins start the weekend tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Atlantic. Both teams with 93 points. Funny enough, the Bruins play the Bolts tonight in downtown Tampa before coming to the district on Sunday. So it's the Pens and the Capitals set to meet tomorrow at PPG Paints Arena. 315 will be puck drop tomorrow. Going to be the first time since February 1st that they've gotten together. National TV again tomorrow too, this time on ABC. Here to give us a look at tomorrow's opponent, the radio voice of the Penguins, Josh Getzoff, joining us. Appreciate you getting up with us this morning here, sir. Thanks for joining us. Always great to be with you, Johnny. Always look forward to the Pens and the Caps, so thanks for having me on. Bit of a rough start for the Penguins this season, under 500 in mid-November, but one of the best teams in the NHL since then, and now poised to clinch a playoff spot for the 16th consecutive season. Give me your overview of the season to date on how this season has unfolded and where the Pens are at now with just three weeks to go in the regular season. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that spot in November, John, because that's kind of a point that the Penguins have spoken to about the way they played this year. I think it was around probably about the week before Thanksgiving. They had dropped three games in a row. They were out of the playoff picture. They were under 500. Sidney Crosby was just back from injury and then came down with COVID. They had about as many teams did of a bunch of players being out with COVID. They still had no Evgeny Malkin. Jeff Carter was their first line center. Evan Rodriguez was their first line center at some points as well. You didn't really know where they were going to go. But since they lost those three games in mid-November, one of them, I believe, being to the Capitals when the Caps shellacked them, Capital One Arena earlier in the season, Penguins have been one of the better teams in the NHL. Going into this home-and-home, they just played with the Colorado Avalanche. I think they had won 36 of the remaining games they had played since mid-November. Their points percentage were top three in the NHL, I think first in the Eastern Conference in that stretch as well. So they really turned things around. And when you ask about how and why, I mean, it starts with the goaltending. I think Tristan Jari has been phenomenal this year. He's hit a bit of a rough patch coming into this weekend's action, having dropped three straight going into Thursday night's game against New York. But he's been overall rock solid and had a nice bounce back campaign after a 
couple playoff mishaps to forget last spring. And then the group in front, you know, it's it's been the same story as it's been for the Penguins so many years in a row that Sidney Crosby just continues to drive so much for them offensively and from a, you know, defensive-minded perspective as well. Chris Letang's closing uh, in on his second-best statistical season of his NHL career that's been one of the top defensive performance uh, from an offensive perspective among Penguins defensemen ever, and then obviously across National Hockey League defensemen as well. So they've been able to, you know, kind of tread water with some of their depth guys producing. That hasn't been happening as much over the last couple of months, but the big guns have certainly been buzzing, and that's been a big reason why they will come into this weekend very much like the Caps in a, in a solidly placed playoff spot. I want to drill down on a couple of things you touched on there, specifically goaltending and Tristan Jari. Undisputed number one with the playoffs approaching. You mentioned the lull, but 33 wins, save percentage at 92. Is he ready for what's next in the postseason? You mentioned some of his struggles before. Yeah, you know, John, you look at a lot of people and you talk to a lot of people last year, and I'm one of them, who watched those games between the Penguins and the New York Islanders in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Penguins were the better team. And I know it's kind of easy to say that right now, but if you watch those six games, the Pens had the lead going into the third period in four of them. They outplayed the Islanders for the better part of 60 minutes in all of those six games, but they didn't get the goaltending. And Tristan Jari made a couple really bad miscues, particularly the one that stands out was a game five overtime turnover to Josh Bailey, who shot the puck into an empty net and gave the Islanders a 3-2 series lead to go back to the island where they eventually would knock the Penguins out in game number six. But to his credit and to the Penguins' credit, First, I guess you got to give credit to Ron Hextall and the management group because they could have easily looked in a different direction this offseason. They decided not to. Tristan Jari's only 26. That was really his first foray as the number one guy into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they like what they saw during the regular season enough to say that, you know what, maybe that was a blip and maybe he'll come back and be better this year. And to Tristan Jari's credit, he has come back and been way better this year. You mentioned the numbers. I mean, he's been towards the top of the NHL since quite literally opening night when he outdueled Andre Vasilevsky in the first game of the season for the Pens in a win against Tampa Bay. And I just think that he's been so much more mature in his approach this season. There just doesn't seem to be any kind of point of his game that looks like it's frazzled on a night-to-night basis. He continuously has the same approach, which I don't think you could have said for him in the years leading up to this one. And I think that just comes with time and experience that all goaltenders get through those years that they play in the National Hockey League. And he also has a new goalie coach this year, John. And I think that's made a big difference as well because Andy Kyoto has come in, a guy that's no stranger to the Penguins organization or professional hockey in general. Uh, but he replaced Mike Buckley in the offseason. And he and Tristan Jari had an existing relationship that I think has only been enhanced by the chance to work together on a daily basis. So you put all those factors together. I know, yeah, the Penguins have played pretty well defensively in front of him too. But all those things kind of uh, equated to a, a really strong year from Tristan Jari. Of course, like anybody, including the goalies in Washington, John, uh, it's only going to matter if he continues it into the playoffs. And that's where everyone's going to be zeroed in on him once the schedule flips from April to May. Yeah, it's certainly been an interesting ride with goaltending here in Washington this season as Caps head into the weekend, three weeks to go in the regular season. You talked a little bit about Sidney Crosby. Brian Rust, a new career high in points, 23 goals to go along with that. It is remarkable how many different players through the years that have been made better by skating with number 87, including Connor Sherry, who of course plays here now, but he just continues to improve the players that are around him. And Brian Rust has probably been the biggest recipient of that this year. Absolutely. Rust has been a guy that I think when you look at the way that he's played over the better part of his career with the Penguins, 
you know, he was a third round pick. I think there was expectation that he could be a nice bottom six player for the Penguins. And that was kind of where he was projected. But his skill set and his development has been rapid over the last couple of seasons. I'll give you a number here. Over the last 160 games he's played going into Thursday night's game against the Rangers, is 155 points. So this has been something he's been building towards. Yeah, he's got the 57 points this year, and that's a new career high. But it's all part of a bigger scheme that he's been kind of growing each and every part of the last three years and really has evolved for the Penguins into a guy that they can count on to right now play on Sidney Crosby's right wing. But he's been with Evgeny Malkin, too, and they needed to give Gino a boost as well. And he seems to slot into both of those spots. Obviously, when you're playing with all-world talent in the middle, that helps. But he has filled in on those spots pretty admirably and obviously had a lot of success this year and last year in particular in solidifying himself as a guy the Penguins can count on. He does have some injury issues that he's dealt with uh, over the last couple of years that have slowed him down as far as games played. But when he's been in the lineup and for this year, knock on wood, he's, you know, for the better part of the last couple of months, been a pretty steady participant in the Penguins lineup on a nightly basis. He has been wildly productive and he does have to seem to have a flair for the dramatic too, as the games seem to get bigger. The, the nickname big game, Brian Rust was tagged on him when the Penguins won the back-to-back cups in 16 and 17. And that dissipated a little bit the last few years, but this year in some of the bigger games, they've played he's come up with some massive goals and he started to earn that title back penguins a little more aggressive at the trade deadline than the capitals were going out and getting ricard raquel from anaheim slotting in with jeff carter and evgeny malkin nice top six addition there how's he fit in since the trade I think he's been a great fit. Uh, finally, you know, John, with our with our access being a little limited over the last couple of years, you don't get to talk to or know the players all that much, but finally got the chance to meet Ricard this past week and talk to him for a little bit. And uh, he's just obviously, you know, any player in that kind of a situation would be, but he's excited to be here and he's excited, you know, to be a part of the Penguins. And Ron Hextall said it, he was pretty blunt about everything going into this uh, trade deadline that, you know, the Penguins would love, just like any contending team, to add a guy in their top six that can score. But like a lot of the teams around them, including Washington, there's the caps uh, restraints. There, there's, you know, trying to manage all the money that goes in and out and trying to manufacture a roster that keeps you cap compliant. It's easier said than done when your teams like the Capitals, like the Penguins, that like to spend up to the limit and have some heavy contracts on their team as a result of that. So I think when you look at what, the, what Ron Hextall did in moving out Zach Aston, Reese, and Dominic Simone, two guys that helped the defensive identity of the Penguins, but two guys that, and I'm not trying to disrespect them at all here, but I don't think necessarily are the most irreplaceable players from the Penguins' top forward group and bottom six perspective. And you get a guy in Raquel who's been productive. He's got a couple multi-point efforts since joining the Penguins. And I think ideally for Mike Sullivan, if they can get Jason Zucker back from injury, which is very possible this weekend for these games, they play Capitals Saturday and then they host the Nashville Predators Sunday afternoon at PPG. Those guys, Zucker and Raquel, are probably on either side of Evgeny Malkin in that second line. And that moves Jeff Carter down to the third line. And that gives the Penguins that depth and balance that can make them very scary if, and that's a big if, they actually get healthy. But Raquel's been a nice fit. He kind of checks all the boxes of what the Penguins needed, and he's been as advertised so far. Pittsburgh just saw Colorado a couple of times in relative quick succession. Colorado winning them both is certainly news that the Caps can use. Caps still have to go to Denver here in less than two weeks. 6-4 on Tuesday night, 20 shots for the Penguins in the first period. It was a great start, but Colorado ends up winning. It seemed like Colorado, and getting a chance to watch that game, if that's not the class of the NHL right now, I don't know who is. And you've had a front row seat to that for the last week. What do you think of Colorado? 
Yeah, I'm with you, John. Phil Bork and I were talking about it after the game, that that team is just, they are a load. And you have to remember that those couple of games they played against the Penguins, they didn't even have Nazem Kadri or Gabriel Landeskog. These are, I mean, Kadri leads them in points. Landeskog's obviously, we all know what he's capable of doing, and he's the captain of the Avs. So you're missing two of your better players, and you still look that good. They are scary. And I think we all kind of chuckled at what Daryl Sutter said a few weeks back about how it was going to be a quick eight days for whoever played the Avs in the first round. Uh, I'm not so sure that that was tongue-in-cheek. I think that might be reality for whoever they do match up with out West because they are a handful. I mean, we all know McCarr and obviously Bo Byram's back and healthy now, another good young player. Nathan McKinnon's just an all-world talent. I can't help but be wildly impressed every time I see Miko Rantanen play. He's kind of silent amidst all those stars on Denver, or in Denver, I should say, and on the Avalanche. But he is really just a big body, a guy who gets to the net, a guy who has a really wiring shot that he can put past goaltenders. And just another great compliment to McKinnon in their top six and leads him with 36 goals on the year. And Penguins saw a couple of them that he scored in those two games head-to-head. So they're just a loaded team. Jared Bednar runs their bench really well. And Obviously, they've gotten the goaltending from Darcy Kemper that I think we all knew he was a good goalie. But now seeing him these last couple of games, John, and you mentioned that the shots the Penguins put on him, those weren't just shots in numbers. They were shots in quality. And he was very good. So they seem to be the complete package. And uh, I would say, you know, they're by far the favorites right now from every team I've seen up close and personal this season. And it'll be interesting to see if they can get the job done out west because uh, it won't be easy. But they're definitely the top team that I think we've seen. Well, Josh, it's going to be fun to have that atmosphere at PPG Paints Arena tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Thanks for giving us the preview here. Thanks for stopping by here on Caps this morning, my friend. Anytime, John. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, great to talk with you as always. It's the Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins coming up tomorrow at 3, 2.45 airtime on 106.7 A Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Reminder on Sunday, Caps and Bruins Going to be moving on the dial to 99.1 FM in D.C. and Baltimore, and that's baseball. Going to be on 106.7. Catch us again, 99.1 on Sunday starting at 1.15. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.